Dropping knowledge bombs all over the state of Alabama. Pew, 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 pew. Druid News Radio, Druid News Radio. Listen to us on Druid News Radio. Welcome to Truett News Radio. It's your weekly dose of gumption and positivity, for whatever that means. Now, here are your hosts, Tony Truett and Brock Murphy, probably the two coolest guys in the world, at least in their minds. Let it rip, fellas. Hello, Brock. Oh, it's ripping. I didn't know it was a Saturday. I just, just yeah, kind of was I, walking I around, just and next, in thing, here. next thing you know, we're on the air. You know, but I tell you what, it's going to be a great day. I got stuff to do today, but we're starting off with this. Thanks for everybody uh, for listening in to us this morning. It's going to be a good show. This is Truett News Radio. You are? I'm Tony Truett, Truett Insurance and Bonding. Send me some insurance business, home, auto, business. We want it all. Oh, nice, nice. I'm Brock Murphy with Brock G. Murphy Law Firm. Love to help you out if you're a small business, transactional litigation. If you're in a dispute, I can mediate and arbitrate it, or I can represent you in it. Give me a shout. But this is now time for the news. Yes, and uh, we got a lot of good stuff, but we're going to talk about We're actually going to Nashville this week yes, for we uh, Retail Live, and that's going to be a blast. I'm yeah. really looking forward to that, and uh, I think we're going to meet some good people to maybe have on the show. I was uh, thinking that we were going to go to Printer's Alley and see the new Black Market Grill, but no, you've, you've, of course, corrected my expectations. I, I saw George. Uh, they they had a post. Uh, he and Elise, they got the, uh, the keys now for the Printer's yeah. Alley location so they can renovate. Yeah. So uh, they, uh, it's officially kind of happening now, and uh, but they got to have time to fix it up the way they want. But I bet you that doesn't take very long, and uh, yeah. Black Market uh, will be open in Nashville, and that's a great story. I love that story. So we could still walk by it. It's just not open yeah, for business. Not ready to we go yet. see where it's going to be. Yeah, but hey, everybody check out uh, the past shows if that's uh, of interest to you at truitnewsradio.com. Yeah. Uh, follow. It, yeah, exactly. Follow the podcast, uh, you know, at all the sites, uh, Apple, Spotify, Amazon, all that stuff. But uh, yeah. Again, really appreciate it. And truitnewsradio.com. That's what I said. Truitnewsradio.com. There we go. Okay. Uh, But, man, again, you know, huge stuff going this week. Can't wait. But let's get on to to some of this stuff. yeah. Starting with oh. Howard Hughes, man. Yeah. I found, I, th- I saw this blurb and thought it was uh, really interesting. I'm a big fan of that movie, The Aviator, uh, the DiCaprio movie. Yeah, yeah. And um, what a life that guy oh, lived, for sure. man. Uh, well, both of them, DiCaprio, but also Howard Hughes. Yeah, uh, they're both different. He was the country's first billionaire, okay? But he, uh, you know, they had oil business uh, yeah. kind of stuff. They came up with a drill bit, I think, that got you the oil, oh. actually. So they were selling that to everybody, but... Made tons of money doing that. Then he went on uh, movie mogul, aviation, you yeah. know, juggernaut. Uh, Bruce Goose. Yeah, all the stuff that he did in his life. But uh, his house, the one that's in the aviator, yeah. uh, where he lived with Catherine Hepburn and yeah. really his heyday there sure. uh, in Hollywood, uh, it's up for sale for $23 million. So Oof. if you want a piece of history and have $23 million, you can buy this thing yeah. right now. It's on the eighth hole of the Wilshire Country Club. Probably nice. Uh, yeah, I would think it's pretty cool uh, would be to have it. Uh, but you were talking about, you looked up to have what it rented for. He rented it out for a while. Yeah, so it's a 10,000-square-foot home. Right, which is pretty uh, good size. Yeah, and back in the uh, in the late twenties, he rented it for a period for a thousand dollars a month. Now, you know, I mean, that's but what is that in today's dollars? Yeah. Seventeen thousand eight hundred and fifty dollars a month, and he ended up buying it in nineteen twenty nine. Want to know for how much? How much? One hundred and thirty five thousand yeah. dollars. Yeah, which would have equate to a lot too. A, a but, lot. Uh, yeah. Hey, I can't remember if we talked about this last week when when I was out there the other week. We went by. Uh, it's in San Bernardino, but the first, uh, the site of the first McDonald's. Yeah. Did I mention any of this? Yeah. Uh, I think 
It, it, like the McDonald's isn't there anymore, but right. uh, this chicken chain guy bought the <laughs> site and has has made a museum. So it's a different building, but it's got the original McDonald's. Passion. It's got the the original McDonald's sign, fifteen cent hamburgers. Yeah, but uh, it was really cool there that uh, they've got uh, that did not go in the sale to Ray Kroc when he bought McDonald's. Oh, okay. okay, yeah, he didn't yeah. realize that that wasn't part of it, and it really irritated him. Oh. So he never talked to them again to oh. the McDonald brothers, and he wow. built one, he built a McDonald's right down the street and it put them out of business. Okay, uh, yeah. so you know <laughs> yeah. that's a, that's all how, how things happen out there anyway. But uh, anyhow, hey, uh, congrats to Matt. Uh, I think it's Wager yeah. uh, maybe, Wagner. Wagner is it Wagner? Yeah. Uh, and everyone at uh, oh yeah, you're right here. Everyone at Wagner Shoes in Tuscaloosa, they got they're around seventy years 70 in that business. Years. That's great, man. So good with them. I need to put an N in his name. Yeah, maybe. well, that's okay. Good yeah. for you. Hey, you know we're on in Huntsville. Yeah, I've heard, man. That's yeah. great. Hello, Huntsville. 103.9 The Ump. And, of course, they're going to hear this show uh, in a week. It's a time yeah. warp. And so when they hear this show, it will be today. That is the third annual Rocket City Octane Auto Show at Von Braun Center. Man, that's cool. Tell them about it. Well, you might ask yourself, what what type of uh, items might I see there? Well, of course, it's, uh, <laughs> it's, it, it's car enthusiasts from across the southeast. But in terms of special items... How about the semi from Smokey and the Bandit? I'd love to see oh, that. How With about the snowman? How, yes. No, how about the Trans Am from Smokey and the Bandit? Oh, man. Well, wait, wait. How about the police car Buford from Smokey Buffers? and the Bandit? Yeah, yeah. How about uh, that? And then how about the Ferrari from Ferris Bueller's Day Off? And how about a life-size, life-size Hot Wheels item, which is a Geo Tracker? If you look it up, it's like this really brazen orange striped thing where essentially the engine is as large as the vehicle itself. But all that's on display at the third annual uh, Rocket City Octane Auto Show at Von Braun. Man, you mentioned car collections. Uh, I can't remember if I've ever said this, but if you can go to the Chick-fil-A headquarters and take a tour in Atlanta, yeah, and uh, it was free unless something's changed, and yeah. I would tell everybody to do it if you got like an hour, hour and a half. Cause, uh, it has look- the life-size original, doesn't it, or something like that? Well, they got his, his car collection, Truett Cathy. These car collection is yeah. in there, and uh, oh yeah, they do. What you're talking about the uh, the dwarf house, yeah, uh, they yeah, have that's the replica right. kind of yeah. the counter and all, which is cool. But his car collection is in there, and uh, he's got all kinds of stuff, very cool. But the last one on there is a uh, is a Ford Taurus. Oh, and you're like, what in the world? Huh? Uh, why has you got a Ford Taurus in yeah. here with all these other you know uh, really nice cars and all that? And uh, that they were the dwarf house actually was located uh, as I understand it across from the Ford plant over in Atlanta and okay. uh, so he always bought Fords and uh-uh. uh, they appreciated him and so that was the last car that came off the line at that Ford plant they gave oh, to him wow and uh, apparently they closed down the the freeway and let him drive that car back with a police escort and oh. all and I was like how mad would you be if you were in Atlanta <laughs> traffic and uh, they're right. letting a Ford Taurus go by yeah. even when you hear the story you're like yeah that wasn't worth that yeah. but that is a cool story now that it's over yeah man hey uh here's another one that I think is very cool the USS Mobile Bay uh, played a big part during Operation Desert Storm back in the early '90s. Uh, it was it is being decommissioned here, and um, it, it's I, I didn't realize all of this either. Uh, those things have a lifespan of or uh, estimated to about 35 years. This is 36 yeah. years old, yeah. and they are taking it out. Uh, but it, it shot a lot of the uh, Tomahawk cruise missiles, if For you sure. remember that, yeah. uh, to toward Iraq and, and points over there during that. But uh, has been doing a lot of other stuff over the years at uh, Mount uh, Pinatubo that was in the Philippines, the uh, volcano. Yeah, you know, yeah. Very right. active in that. Sure. It does a lot of other stuff over the years. But uh, it's basically been uh, based out of San Diego for the last, uh, I guess, since 2000. Yeah. But, uh, 
Uh, I didn't even realize we had a USS Mobile Bay, but I thought that was cool. No, that is cool. And you, you pointed out that it's going to be replaced in favor of the newer, the nicer, newer, right? I mean, everybody's got the new the new girl on the side. Well, the new yeah. one is the Arleigh Burt class destroyer. And uh, and I happened to see this week uh, there was a release that the Navy uh, has contracted out for nine new Arleigh Burt destroyers, which, by the way, has the ability to do anti-air through uh, the Aegis system and some anti-air missiles. It has the ability to do anti-submarine and hmm. launch the Tomahawk missiles, just like the U.S. Mobile Bay did. Uh, but that's interesting. General Dynamics will get three of those ships, and, and Ingalls over in uh, Gulfport, Mississippi, will get six of those. And that made me think about Austell, right? Yeah. And uh, one of the interesting things for them, you know, they're going to be doing the uh, some U.S. Coast Guard cutters, uh, what they call the Navajo class uh, ships, which is towing, salvage, and rescue. They have just appealed. They purchased some land there on Pinto Island, and they've appealed for uh, the ability to expand by four the number of ex- of uh, uh, of ship. Oh, what a sh- uh, assembly bays is what they call it. So they'll be able to work on four additional ships at one time. So uh, good things going on at Austell as well as Ingalls and General Dynamics and the Arleigh Burke class of destroyers. Yeah. Hey, uh, Ben, you know, we got a uh, Truett Insurance and Bonding has an office down in Tallahassee, Alabama. Yeah. Uh, I was, uh, uh, they've just cut the ribbon. They've been working on the new uh, kind of high school addition down yeah. there. For, uh, really have remade it nearing construction in Coleman did the work on it, but uh, they had the ribbon cutting. All these schools around the state uh, have been, you know, renovated and shined up. Tallahassee, they're really excited about it down there, and it looks great. So uh, congrats to all of them. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Hey, a show alum, a show alum at Spring Hill College. Oh, man, I was going to mention uh, Taloria Crenshaw, our friend, uh, who's just fantastic. Yeah. Uh, she was the director of marketing, but uh, she is actually an alum of Spring Hill. So they have moved her over, uh, promoted her to the uh, director of alumni, parent, and community relations. Uh, so she's going to be talking to to all their alumni base uh, all over the country, and I think she is going to be fantastic at that. She is super nice. No, she is. I, I still laugh at when we met her. Uh, she was in an office in the library, and and it turns out it's a nice office. You just yeah. can't get there from here. There, you <laughs> yeah. know, there was a point where you're just thinking we're being punked. There, we're it's not where it is, but it but it is. Hey, we had talked. Uh, gosh, it seems like nearly a year ago about the. Uh, uh, the planned arrival in the old location at the summit of the Macaroni Grill, and yep. it was going to be a place called, and you, you had broke the story, the Culinary Dropout. Yeah, and uh, I'm excited about that oh, place. Yeah. I think it's going to be great. Well, they, they, uh, they've they broken ground. I mean, uh, they've got a sign-up. Framing is up right now. Deliciousness is not far behind. I looked <laughs> at the menus. Apparently, they're going to they're gonna vary by location, but I looked up the menu in, in an Arizona location, and they have like build your own meat and cheese plate. They had basil chicken pasta and they have an item simply called ma the meatloaf. Yeah. So we have some loaf there at the culinary dropout. Man, well, I'll tell you this. I went last night, uh, over to that, uh, Waldo's, you know, over in Cahaba Heights and that's really good. But I had originally intended to go to our friends, uh, Condado Taco's place. And, uh, Man, it is so packed. I was like, I really, you know, I'm going somewhere else. Well, that's good. News. I, th- I thought it was great. Yeah, but, uh, I really wanted some condado tacos. You need to go. <laughs> but, well, I uh, think that probably the, you know it's probably that you and I are supposed to enjoy it together. Yeah, there you go. Uh, yeah. Well, we're going this week, maybe. But uh, wow, they had a crowd there, so I thought that was uh, amazing for them, and uh, really happy to see that for them. No, I uh, yeah, I am too. Hey, man, how about this thing in Nashville? You know, we've we've talked up this Las Vegas race <laughs> uh, over and over yeah. the uh, the Formula One car there, Nashville just said, Ben, hold up a second. So, uh, you know, you're not the only ones that can do this. They are 
Uh, they've had a race up there anyway, but they're kind of reworking it, and uh, it's going to now, or I guess next year, yeah, uh, is really when it's going to take effect. But all through downtown, past the Country Music Hall of Fame, yeah. you know, Honky Tonk, yeah. Row, uh, Over the Bridge, all of that, and it's going to be the season finale of the of the IndyCar season. Indy season, yeah. And, and they're going to do the award shows from the Symphony Center up there. I mean, that's going to be an, yeah. just a outstanding event. So Nashville is all in. Of course, we have a stop on the schedule for the IndyCar race at Barber. That's what we've been hosting forever. And, and you know, to clarify, I mean, I realize we're in NASCAR country and it's something a lot of people may or may not know, probably don't, probably do. Uh, IndyCar is distinct from F1, uh, but we have the IndyCar. IndyCar is going to literally race, as you point, down Broadway, down the Honky Tonk District. Uh, that's going to be really, really exciting. Um, I thought this was interesting, going back to the F1. You know, th- there are three U.S. locations locations for that Miami has already occurred Austin is next up and there was a post this week where there was a three-day pass for the F1 event in Austin Texas for $349 at Costco and some folks were making fun of that but the thing about the Austin race is it's sort of like our barber race and what I mean by that is it's not downtown it's it's a venue out by itself nothing else is around and so uh, that's just kind of interesting that for three days you could go to this 300 you know $349 you could go to the Austin race but I did notice this. Uh, you, the F1 interest is building uh, in the United States. So last week they were in the Belgian Grand Prix. That's at Spa, which is a really cool sort of historic uh, race venue. And they had record-breaking U.S. Uh, viewership, 1.17 million viewers. Uh, that was up 11% from last year. And it was the most watched Sunday program on all the ESPN platforms uh, for the 18 to 49 demographics. So, you know, it's picking up just in time. And I thought this was interesting, too, because we broke, or you you broke, that Las Vegas uh, has sort of the shakedown going on right now, right? Where they're going oh, man. to all these businesses along the route, and they're saying, look, whether you're a hotel, a bar, we want $1,500 for every person who's going to be there. person. Person, yeah. And, and if you don't give us that, we're going to put light stanchions in front yeah, of you or, or, block your or bleachers, whatever the case may be. So uh, in the middle of Las Vegas sort of digesting that and, and there being a bad light on F1, well, right around that time is when the area then had to brace for delays related to repaving the circuits. So I think right now Las Vegas is probably having a, a little bit of a growing pain, but I think that's still going to be an amazing well, race. You know, all these cities, man, they're doing great stuff. Uh, even talking about uh, Vegas, I read something either last night or early this morning uh, – uh, they were talking about the loop in Vegas, you know, the the Elon Musk thing, the tunnels underneath the city. Oh, yeah, for sure. It's, I didn't really even realize it was open until recently, but they got three stops working down around the convention center, but uh, the county or the city or whoever approves it out there uh, just okayed a 68-mile extension to what is exi- existing. So I think they're going to get another 21 stops around uh, all the casinos and things. Oh, and, geez. Uh, it, that's amazing. Uh, and then uh, we, we were talking right before the show, uh, San Diego. Yeah. Uh, they, oh, man, we have, we, they have they We have waited too long. I'm telling you, man. Yep. I don't know why we're not working on this already. But, I wouldn't uh, even say we missed the boat. We missed the bucket. They are, try, they are studying and trying to put into place uh, having the, the aerial tram system what we call the sky buckets from basically the convention center uh, over to the airport to alleviate traffic going to the airport. And uh, I was like, man, I'd ride yep. the sky bucket. I'd, yeah. I would absolutely do it. No so uh, 
it'll it'll be really interesting to see if that actually happens. You know, they there's a lot of uh, moving parts sure, before sure. that becomes a reality. But I mean, people are out there looking at this yeah. stuff and having these events and all that. Yeah. I would love to see us uh, anywhere in this state doing more and more cool stuff like this. Yeah, no, there's no doubt. And by the way, to 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 put the period on the sentence with respect to Las Vegas, you also had a story here that Whataburger is adding a two story yeah. location to the Las Vegas Strip. Right, and everybody's is in on Vegas. Yeah. Like the Whataburger thing, I found interesting that they said they're in. I think is it in 14 states yeah 14 states. okay well they uh a lot of them now are looking at vegas though they're like i mean this is just great exposure because people from everywhere Everywhere. are in vegas and they could get exposed to our product and maybe we further you know our franchise agreements or whatever so i thought that was cool and then bojangles also in vegas i saw this they they've announced they're going in i don't think they're going on the strip but they're just going to vegas and putting like 20 locations oh i didn't know that now so yeah uh Another Southern brand uh, heading that way. Well, interesting thing about Whataburger, it's going to be just outside the Waldorf Astoria. And when I saw the article about this last week, it mentioned uh, that the Waldorf Astoria is $3,600 a night. Turns out that's for the race weekend in Formula One, okay. $3,600 a night. I did notice that if you wanted to right now, you could get a room there for two ninety-seven. Yeah. Brock, you're going to be sad about this one, uh, but Stuart Broad has announced his retirement oh, from cricket. No. I saw this pop up. What? I knew you would want to know. So he's taken 602 wickets in 167 what? tests. So oh. uh, what a career for Stuart Broad. I'm a little embarrassed that you mentioned those statistics because everybody knows that. Yeah. Yeah. I- I, I cannot think of another sport that I know less about than cricket. Uh, I was saying, I think they play it in England, in South Africa, maybe, and that's it. No, they actually know. play it in India, believe it or Do not. They? Yeah, yeah. They play it in a few different places. But in fact, What's I a- think it might be, it, I'm not kidding you now, it might be the most uh, popular team sport on the globe we just don't know anything about it no, but what i'm telling nothing but, but i and and here's the thing you said that stewart brought who of course i'm very familiar with even though i've never Absolutely. heard of him until this morning. greatest athlete on the planet right he's taken 602 wickets well i wanted to look up what does that even yeah, mean i don't know What's what a wicket? wicket is and i read for is that three, the racket no a wicket is actually the the little posts that come out of the ground there's like three little posts so the person's not a batter i don't think maybe he is i don't know but there's a batter who has not a baseball bat but that that whatever it is it's like a bat and uh, and he's protecting the wicket behind him is like a l- three little pvc posts that are coming up out of the mm. ground and that is the wicket and so the the pitcher is called a bowler and he's trying to hit the wicket and the batter's trying to protect the wicket i got you isn't this the sport that you uh get to wear like your like easter sunday clothes when you were a kid to play i think they used to i don't yeah. think they still do you don't it think they wear that every no, time i've seen so. like an old movie yeah. uh oh, even looked, down to a hat yeah i mean they they look good playing it but i'll tell you I read for about four or five minutes on cricket, and I did tell you the thing that I just told you, but that's all I know. I basically got more confused and know less about cricket than when I started. Yeah. Hey, uh, real quick, uh, we're about to go to the hotline, but uh, Birmingham Second and Charles, uh, that's the sister kind of company to yeah. Books a Million yeah. out there. Uh, they were recognized by Newsweek as America's best bookstore for 2023. I, so, I dig that. Listen, you that's know, awesome. that, that's the place where you, you can go buy new books, but you also can go and trade in the books that you have. So a lot of their books are, are secondhand. They're used books. And so you never really know what their inventory is going to be. But it's, it's a good feeling there. They sell things other than books. And I, I'm, I'm glad to see that. I think it's a good idea. Hey, yeah, well, man, let's go to the Truett Insurance and Bonding Hotline and talk to Kay Kirkland. Kay, hey, are Kay, you with us? Kay. Kay. Hey, Tony and hey and there Bob. you are. Hey, hey, how Good are morning. you? Good morning. 
Good morning. Y'all are sounding great this morning. I, I, I'm not sure if I'm, uh, you know, just <laughs> fully awake yet, but uh, y'all sound like you are. Well, I tell you what, we're going to get all fired up talking about this thing. This is Kay Kirkland, who's uh, yeah. the special events coordinator with the City of Enterprise. Yeah. And they have an event that I I saw, and I was like, I, we got to talk about this. I think this is genius. Uh, y'all are uh, starting the uh, Sweet Tea Festival uh, which I don't think we have one uh, in the state, and I've never—I don't think I've ever heard of one. But it is a perfect fit for Alabama. So, uh, tell us a little bit about that. That's coming up, and uh, kind of what's going on with it. Yeah, um, uh, as far as we know, uh, as far as we're aware, there is no other uh, sweet tea festival in Alabama. Uh, there are sweet tea festivals in uh, South Carolina, Mississippi, and I think there's maybe one in Texas. But we just felt like that, uh, you know, sweet tea is such a, uh, it just runs through our veins. It's such a, a, a Southern tradition, and, and uh, our area uh, is just full of sweet tea lovers. Absolutely. So we, just, we thought that this would just be a, a great fit for, for Enterprise and, uh, and that we'd do something um, unique and, and fun. I think it's great, uh, and you you got a, you got a good sponsor for it. Yeah, for sure. And they're yeah. sort of known for their tea. Yeah, absolutely. Our uh, our festival is coming up on August nineteenth. It'll be at our Enterprise Civic Center uh, Festival Grounds, which is right next. The grounds are right next door to our our Civic Center. And uh, uh, as I said, this is the first time we've ever uh, had this. So uh, it was the Sweet Tea Festival, and we had heard uh, we, we reached out to uh, uh, Milo's Tea Company uh, for their famous, uh, known for their famous sweet tea, sure. uh, wonderful tea, and it's uh, of course sold in our area, and uh, and they are graciously sponsoring uh, the lead sponsor for our our festival. We're just delighted to have them on board. Oh man, that's a slam um, dunk! I was telling you, uh, yeah. I was I was thrilled when I was out in California uh, last week or whenever it was that uh, I, I, I saw Milo's at the at the Ralph's, Ralph's. supermarket out there in uh, in San Diego. So. Man, it's great seeing uh, their product and people out there, and the word hopefully links it that, that it's from Birmingham. I tell you what, we need from to do. Alabama. We, we need we need to we need to check and and uh, and make it a goal and an objective to get somebody from San Diego, California, to come down to the Sweet Tea Festival. Absolutely. We need to. I'm, can I put y'all in charge of that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, we'll promote it. But uh, yeah, now you said that, uh, and, and maybe I'm letting the cat out of the bag, but y'all are trying to make this, uh, this is the first year you're doing it, but you're trying to kind of establish it as the, you know, Alabama Sweet Tea Festival. Uh, what goes into that? Well, yes, we we want we thought about that. We wanted to do that because Alabama actually has uh, quite a few tea companies um, right here in our state that are that are famous all over the the nation and and heavily in the southeast region. So we just thought that it, it would be natural to to sort of celebrate uh, those companies that bring that that sweet tea to us and and of course they just, uh, they distribute uh, to our restaurants and uh, convenience stores and uh, you know there's bottled tea there's uh, you know the tea in jugs. There's boxed tea, um, all kinds of ways that you can um, that you can make tea and and have access to tea in our area. So yeah. we just thought that would be a great great thing to do to celebrate these these companies and and the restaurants that 
uh, and the convenience stores and, and everybody who, who makes sweet tea available to us. Uh, it's a it's such a wonderful uh, southern tradition. You know, we call tea the half wine of the south. Uh, a line I think made famous in the movie Sweet Magnolias, and it, it has sort of stuck. Yeah. Uh, but some people call it culture in a glass. <laughs> uh, you know, because it is so, uh, Southern culture, highlight Southern culture, and uh, it is just a. a a great fit. Yeah. Yeah. Well, listen, you're listening to Truett News Radio. We are on the air right now with Kay Kirkland. She's the special events coordinator for the City of Enterprise. And, and what we're pointing out is that there are blueberry festivals in this state. There's the Rattlesnake Rodeo. And Butter, by, golly, Bean Festival. by golly, because of Kay Kirkland and, uh, and the City of Enterprise, we now have a sweet tea festival in the state of Alabama coming and up on August and it's 19th. It's going to be awesome. Yeah. Uh, hey, Kay, well, let me or go well, ahead. I was going to ask, well, like, what's on the itinerary that day? Are our, our, our local private individual, like, is there a sweet tea competition for private individuals? What all are we going to uh, expect if we come down to Enterprise and attend the Sweet Tea Festival on August 19th? Well, you're going to be able to drink all the sweet tea that you want. Between uh, <laughs> uh, Milo's, will be, uh, uh, we'll be bringing tea. Uh, sample. We'll have samples from Milo's. We'll have samples from uh, local restaurants who are going to be vendors, uh, food trucks that will be vendors. And uh, and uh, most of them are, are kind of creating some uh, unique dining experiences out there uh, under the hot August sun oh, uh, sure, in our, yeah. on our festival grounds. So uh, so that's going to be fun. And we're going to, of course, have food, 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 anything that complements uh, <laughs> sweet tea. And as you know, uh, sweet tea goes with everything. Absolutely. So you'll have your choice of uh, you'll have your choice of uh, of treats and and. Uh, just some, some great southern cuisine um, and, and festival-type foods. And um, we are thrilled this year to have uh, the Sweet Tea Trio um, oh, yeah. here to sing for our inaugural nice. Um, you couldn't, you couldn't uh, have got a better one. Yeah, that's right. I don't know yeah, about the sweet. Who, who is the Sweet Tea Trio? I didn't know about this. Well, they are an all-female, um, an all-female group. Uh, all all three girls are here from here in Alabama. They uh, they are managed by Kid Rock. Is that uh, right? I didn't know this. <laughs> yeah, and they're kind of uh, they're, they're they're really up and coming. Uh, they have performed uh, around here. They perform all over the United States. Uh, they performed near here a couple of years ago, and we had we had been uh, having this sweet tea idea in our in the back of our mind, so we made note that there was a group called Sweet Tea Trio, and we got in touch with them uh, a while back, and and uh, and they agreed to come and and perform for us, and we are just so excited about that. It's a free concert. We hope everybody will come out and enjoy that. Yeah, that's um, fantastic. That's a perfect fit. A lot of things have come together yeah. for this. So if folks want to come down to Enterprise or come up, as the case may be, we are on in Mobile. Uh, what, 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 well, what's Huntsville. the deal? I mean, anybody. Yeah, Huntsville. Yeah, I mean, anybody be... wants to come down to Enterprise. Uh, oh, what, yeah. T- we, we, invite, we invite everybody to come. Mobile's got uh, some tea companies down there. So I know that I know there are a lot of tea lovers uh, in that area um, and, uh, and some up in North Alabama, too. So we just want uh, everybody to come and. What, what time? What time are you guys board. kicking off? To use a football analogy, we're, that'll we're be appropriate. Yeah, at eleven a.m. and it's uh, from eleven to four. Um, and 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 Tony, going back to uh, some of the things that we're having that day, we are having a tea drinking contest. So if you like Ooh, to guzzle yeah. down, your I, I'm making. Tea, I, 
Yeah. I'm I'm more of I'm more of a saverer. Uh, oh yeah, than that a right? guzzler. Than a guzzler. Yeah, yeah. yeah I like to. I really like yeah. to enjoy the sweet tea. <laughs> You're a sweet tea sipper, then. Yeah, I'm a sipper. Are we going to have Joey okay. Chestnut down here? Is he going to come down and be one of the guzzlers? <laughs> Yeah. I, I don't know. That, that hey. and, uh, and and then you mentioned the the home brew. We are having a home brewed uh tea drinking uh, or, or excuse me, a home brew competition where you know, if you think you make the best tea, yeah. if you think your grandmother's tea is the best, Ooh. if your neighbor makes the best tea, um uh, put your money where your mouth is, right? Yeah, put your money where your mouth is. Although there's no the only entry fee is that you have to bring a few gallons of tea so that people can taste it. Yeah, so, oh, for sure. Uh, but it's, it's a lot of fun. And, you know, uh, something interesting, guys, is that uh, people may think because there are just a few ingredients in tea that that it all tastes the same. No, 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 but, no. But, but it doesn't, does it? No, 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 no. no. What about nutmeg? <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, I just mess with. That. I'm playing. Around. I'm kidding. Hey, uh, <laughs> hey Kate. That now. I'm not not want to drink. Yeah. Hey, Kate. We're <laughs> about to, we're about to have to wrap up, but let me ask you uh, two things. Uh, tell everybody one: uh, is there a website or anything they can go to to find out more about it? And then two: uh, aren't y'all? Uh, I, I know this is uh, the first year of it, and you're trying to get everything together. But are y'all still looking for sponsors or anything like that? That maybe if somebody's interested, they could get in touch with you. <laughs> We do have a couple of vendor spots uh, left, and uh, you can get in touch with us. Uh, you can go to the website, uh, and we are looking for, we, yes, we're looking for vendors, and we do have a couple of sponsor spots left. Um, uh, and you can go to the website, visitenterprise.com, uh, or any of our, uh, really any of our city websites, the Enterprise Farmers Market, Visit Enterprise, Enterprise Civic Center, um, and you can find the information about it. You can also just hashtag uh, Sweet Tea Festival, and um, and it'll you'll, it'll come up with a lot of information. And I do want to mention, in addition to Milo's, our uh, other lead sponsor for the event is Hello Chunky. And uh, if you've never had any Hello Chunky cookies, uh, you you don't want to miss that either. And that, that it'll go perfectly. You know, in one hand you got a big yeah. chocolate chip cookie or, or or what they call a Texas Ranger, or just uh, all, they have all kinds of, of uh, great cookies, and they're huge yeah. and, uh, and and delicious. And if you you know if you had a Hello Chunky cookie in one hand uh, and a glass of sweet tea in the other hand, you'd be really excited. I think so, you just described uh, a can't miss event. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. yeah. So, <laughs> anyway, well, hey, Kay, we got to run, but uh, thanks so much for coming on and telling us about the Sweet Tea Festival and Enterprise. Yeah, for sure. Well, thank you. Well, well, you guys are, are invited, and, uh, and and we just want everybody to come in and join us and have a, have a great time that day. Oh, it's going to be good. Well, thanks so much, and enjoy your weekend. You too. Thank you so much for having us. All righty. Bye-bye. Right. Yeah, that's Kay Kirkland, Bye-bye. the uh, special events coordinator for the City of Enterprise, promoting the Sweet Tea Festival, the first and hopefully the Sweet Tea Festival for the state of Alabama, August 19th from 11 to 4 o'clock. Uh, and and I, I love the idea of, look, if you think your sweet tea is pretty special. Yeah, step yeah, up. Yeah, go Let step up. It. Go on down Absolutely. Enterprise and see. And and then I'd never heard of Hello Chunky no, Cookies. I'm, I'm looking them up now, though. I'm sitting there thinking if I had a Hello Chunky Cookie yeah. that's oversized and a whole bunch of sweet tea that day, yeah. potentially that's a recipe for a sugar coma. And, it, and, it, and if somebody could bring, like, some good lemon pie down, 
down there. Oh, I mean, yeah, that, right. That's yeah, the nana day. pudding. Yeah, let's do it. Hey, uh, let me tell you real quick about Truett Insurance and Bonding. That's what we do uh, every day and uh, makes this show possible. But uh, if we can help uh, anybody with their home and auto, uh, we work with a ton of business owners, and uh, I do the bond stuff uh, myself for the contractors. Uh, that, that need bid payment and performance bonds, man, bring it on. But, uh, we, we've been selling, uh, this week with some janitorial company stuff. Oh, nice. uh, I did a $8 million or an $8.6 million, uh, payment performance oh, bond, good, a $541,000 payment performance bond. We got a $3 million bid bond out there. Good, good. Uh, we wrote, I think another garage and, a uh, uh, home remodeling company. It was a good week yeah. and it was really good. And then we wrote about, I think we wrote four new home and auto accounts this week too. So, uh, if we can help anybody, you know, Man, we'd love to do it. Uh, Truitinsurance.com. Just call and ask for Tony, and we'll get you hooked up. Do it with Truit. Yes. Hey, by, by the way, uh, there's there's tea available in Santos Coffee, which is now going to be available in Gardendale. So show alum Mayor Stan Hoagland yeah. is no doubt fired up for the ability to go to the uh, former Wendy's location on Highway 31. That's 1009 Fulton Avenue for the new Santos Coffee. That's their sixth location Man, in the, around the Birmingham area. That's great to see them growing like that. Hey, the city of Irondale is going to be starting construction on a new 16,000 square foot library this fall. That's double the size of what they currently good have. Grief. So, man, congrats to Mayor James Stewart and everybody out there. We need to get him on because, yeah. uh, you know, they do a good job over at yeah. Irondale for sure. Go over there and read a book. Hey, I did a quick dive, and I'm going to make this one quick, but I did a quick dive into Sports Illustrated, right? It was August 4th, 1969. You know who was on the cover? Who? Bill Russell. Yeah. And you know why he was on the cover? He just announced he was going to retire, uh, and he wrote an article. Because he, he was really good. Yeah, he wrote an article. In fact, they just won the national championship. He's like, it's not about money. I can make money this year and all that. He, uh, you, you want to know why, basically, he retired? Why? It, it, in his own words, after playing around 3,000 lifetime games, I just don't feel like playing anymore. Yeah. He just said he, he, he lost the incentive, lost the motivation. Uh, I'd seen it, done it all before, everything become repetition. This is not the attitude to bring to still another season. But there was a scoreboard section in this uh, Sports Illustrated, which which brings in uh, an experience you had with someone from Alabama, Charles O. Finley, yeah. who, who owned the Oakland A's yep. previously. You got to remember that the Birmingham Barons were for a spell as owned by him, the Birmingham A's. So this was called the Million Dollar Bluff. Said after seeing Reds catcher Johnny Bench homer and nearly hit a second homer in the All Star game, it turns out it was a homer, but someone caught it right before it went over the wall. Uh, A's owner Charles O. Finley wrote a $1 million check in 1969 to give to Cincinnati Post editor Pat Harmon, offering him, Harmon, 5% of the action to serve as agent to deal with the Reds for the A's to get Johnny Bench. Well, the Reds GM actually did receive the offer, but he rejected it as ridiculous and pointed out the trading <laughs> deadline had expired two months prior. Yeah. Charlie yeah. O'Finley was a pretty good promoter, man. Yeah. He knew how to get things going. But, uh, hey, uh, University of North Alabama has a uh, Birmingham area alumni mixer coming up August 22nd oh. at Cahaba Brewing Company. So all the UNA Lions yeah. uh, come out and uh, uh, hook up with all the uh, the leadership, I guess, yeah. at uh, UNA. Yeah, that's right. Lion pride, for yeah, sure. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, uh, what was some other thing here? Oh, if you want a cool job, I thought this was cool. If you want to travel for it. Uh, the famed Whiskey A Go Go out in Los Angeles, the big music club oh, yeah. that's been there. You know, all, every major band, whatever's played there. Oh, when we were sure. out the other week, Tim McGraw was playing there one night. Uh, so they they have a huge history. But they are looking at uh, some help uh, booking talent. So if you have 
any interest in that or ability, man, you need to go check it out. Speaking of whiskey, Whiskey Foxtrot is a burger joint in Hoover, and now it's not just in Hoover anymore. They've just opened up in the former Homewood Gourmet Center uh, and Merchants Walk there in uh, Homewood. Uh, the, uh, whiskey Foxtrot is now in Homewood. Go check out their burgers. And I also thought, this is interesting. You pointed out that there's another place looking for some help, and it's the Grand Hotel. Yeah, Uh Somewhere I have a note about that. Yeah, the Grand Hotel in Point Clear is looking for a senior, senior sales, sales manager. manager. That's yeah, it. yeah, there we absolutely. go. Absolutely, I think that'd be a heck of an assignment. Ab- absolutely. Hey, we were talking about this before the show started. I found this really interesting. The state of California has brought charges against a family that collected seven point <laughs> six million from turning in cans and plastic bottles in the California recycling program they have. So, so many questions. They charge you, you know, extra when you buy your stuff at the stores and all if you're yeah. using the the plastics and all that stuff. So you you get it back when you recycle it. Okay. So they brought in enough to get 7.6 million dollars and the state paid it, yeah. but now they've come back and said it's all fraud cuz you you brought it all in from Arizona. They were smuggling <laughs> yeah. in Arizona cans Contraband. and bottles. Uh, <laughs> And collected the money, so I just thought that was interesting. I can't, what I mean, what type of effort does it take to collect seven point six million? I, I mean, say, how gosh. much stuff do you got to get to get seven point six million from that? But, and see, there's a part of me that's like, well, I mean, at the end of the day, isn't the whole concept that you're encouraging a greener, more, more environmentally friendly, plastic-free planet where we're recycling? And so, at the end of the day. I get it. I guess that it's California stuff you're supposed to be recycling, but there was $7.6 million worth of material. Yeah. Well, man, let's go back to the Truett Insurance and Bonding Hotline and talk with Darlene Wilson. This is going to be great. Uh, Darlene, are you with us? Yes. Good morning. I'm here. Hey, good morning. How are you this morning? I'm well. How are you all doing? Oh, well, we're excited to have you on. This is Darlene Wilson. She's the board chair at the Birmingham Airport Authority, and it seems like there's just nothing but good news coming from that direction. So I'm going to give you all the credit for it, but uh, just kind of tell us what all is happening at the the airport. uh, I was out there uh, the other day, and it's super nice, super clean. Everything looks great. Everything was running good. My luggage came in with me. Uh, so <laughs> I have no complaints. And wait, now, wait a minute. Do I understand too, that maybe we have met you before, if only to have your voice whispering through our ears as we walk through the airport? Yes. <laughs> yes you, you, you heard my voice, particularly this week, uh, the national association of the black journalists, um, conference that has been, uh, in Birmingham this past week. I oh, uh, probably before my voice was, uh, doing the, the world games. Oh, okay. Uh, okay. You, you heard my voice a little bit throughout here. I, I, I got to tell you, Darlene, I, every time I think about airport, airport and, uh, PA voices, I think about the yellow zone is for loading and unloading passengers only from way back in the day. That's the only thing I mean, it just comes to mind as soon as I think about an airport. Hey, well, let me ask you this, Darlene. I know we're talking over you too much already, but hey, I never thought about it until what you just mentioned. Like you were uh, uh, announcing the the Black Journalist Conference here, but that's like thirty five hundred people oh, for sure. came to Birmingham for this, which is just Fantastic. amazing. And I, but do y'all partner, I guess, maybe with the convention and visitors bureau, or how do you how does that work to attract groups to town? Darlene, oh, we may have lost her. I, I, I'm here. I'm hearing signal, but I, I, hopefully, Darlene, hopefully you can call us back. But yeah, that that is interesting. That's a good question. Oh, there she is. <laughs> the Birmingham Airport, because for many of them, that is their first experience yes. when they hit Birmingham, Alabama, and we want it to be a bit. We want to be to set it off where they know if this is what our airport is like. We have so 
much more to enjoy in in Birmingham while I was here. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, that that's exactly right. That's ba- basically that's you're, you're the receptionist for the business in so many words, right? I mean, you were the first face that somebody sees and is able to associate this, the Birmingham Airport, with their with experience in the city. Yeah. yeah, for sure. That's right. Yeah. So we we just let us know what's happening in the city, um, and we will get prepared at the Birmingham Airport. Yeah. Well, tell us. I know there's been some new uh, some new nonstop flights come in, which that just that helps everybody oh, sure. in the state. Uh, you know, tell us kind of some of the, some of that news that's going on. So yes, we've we've it's been a really busy summer uh, <laughs> for us at the Birmingham Airport. So in June, our total passenger traffic exceeded our pre-COVID number for June 2019. Oh wow! So that is really exciting news. So we've had more than 277,000 passengers pass through the terminal in June. Wow! Wow! Just in June. Passenger. Yeah, just in June alone, passenger traffic is certainly trending up each month. We have double-digit increases in traffic when compared to 2022. Wow. So airlines are showing a lot of confidence in our market, and we're adding additional nonstops uh, to some very popular destinations like LaGuardia, Orlando, and Las Vegas. So, for example, at the beginning of this year, we had one nonstop flight uh, each day to LaGuardia on Delta Airlines. But as of today, we have four non-stop flights oh, to LaGuardia wow. each day. And three of those are on Delta, and one is on American Airlines. So we're offering more choice, which is really, really good for our customers. I can tell you this, Darlene. So I, our, I've, I've yeah. been the beneficiary of the former non-stop on Delta up to LaGuardia. I, my, my church has done several mission trips up to New York City. I mean, if you think about it, you can meet any culture uh, in New York City. It's such a melting pot. But I, I, I happen to know that that was a really early flight non-stop for Delta. So I love that there are now additional options on Delta Airlines and American. But, yeah, it's always been so nice and convenient that Birmingham had that non-stop. Yeah, you're right. And, you know, but day travelers, they like that early flight. For sure. Get in there, particularly business uh, travelers, get in there, handle the business of the day, uh, get back on that 7 o'clock flight in your sure. home with your family in the evening. Sure. Yeah. Uh, so it, for many business uh, travelers, that, that those early morning flights are really good options yeah, that's right. for them. Is, I mean, I know mm-hmm. from, uh, you know, listening to a lot of the business uh, leaders, I mean, it, it, the more non-stops we have, that, that's a big help, I think, in attracting other for businesses sure, to yeah. our area. So the more yeah. that we can get. Uh, you know, are there are are y'all always talking? I guess to the to the different carriers about adding more stops, or how does how does that work? Do you have to have a certain amount of room? Always, there's there's always air service development work happening um, at the Birmingham Airport. Uh, we ha- we have a team of executives, and particularly in our leadership team, TJ. She works uh, very hard in um, in really developing. Um, air service for our airport. So there are many factors, of course, as you may know, that go into developing (laughs) these relationships and also uh, making Birmingham attractive for for additional nonstop flights um, out of our airport. So we are always working on that. So we have, as you all know, in Southwest, uh, we will have more daily nonstops uh, that will begin in October. Uh, they will be daily. Uh, currently, they are only Saturday and Sunday at this time. But we have ongoing talks with airlines, and we use the data to make a business case 
uh, for new routes that that will make sense for us. So we while we work on getting more choices uh, for our customers, keep in mind our four airlines currently provide nonstop service to 18 of our top 20 most popular destinations. But we're working on the other two. Yeah. And those other two are Los Angeles and Austin. Oh, man, that'd oh, be great. Yeah, that would be fantastic. Yeah, absolutely. Hey, folks, you're listening to Truett News Radio, and we are on the air right now with Darlene Wilson, the board chair of the Birmingham Airport Authority. And I, th- this is, this is, uh, what, so for myself, you're with the Birmingham Airport Authority, and I know inherently, obviously, that has to do with the management of the Birmingham Airport. But what is the scope of duty? What what what, what does the airport authority actually do? What is what is its uh, uh, reason or what's its scope and, and basis for operation? I, I don't know why I couldn't speak all of a sudden. <laughs> yeah, what, yeah. What, 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 I think you're yeah. saying. I think you're asking uh, yeah. what all. What all do y'all encompass? I yeah, guess. yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, I, I, so you know, I mean, I know that there's an authority, but I guess being a civilian and not being connected with and otherwise involved with the Birmingham Airport Authority, I guess I uh, I'm curious, uh, just academically, you know, what does or the authority like, do with respect to management? Things like yeah. land management, yeah, too, for like, sure, or, or getting right. additional land, yeah, things yeah. like that. Yeah, what's the full scope of what, what goes on there? Yeah. Absolutely. So, you know, these are all great questions. I was appointed in 2018, and I had the same questions. Uh, so <laughs> oh, good, good. Been, I didn't ask it very well. We were probably more direct than Brock just was with that. <laughs> oh, so it's been interesting to learn a lot about the uh, the business of, of an airport, particularly. And so for many people, we we only think in, in the, from the lenses and from the perspective of uh, passenger use um, for okay for travel, but we, we do many other things. We manage, you know, the land that's in and around our airport. Okay. And we have the international cargo business okay. um, that we all have brought to, to Birmingham. We are, uh, it's, it's very important for us to understand what are other um, economic drivers uh, to our airport, what does our cargo um, community need, uh, our Understanding those sorts of things, managing um, the 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 hangers and those mm-hmm. leases from other persons and individuals and companies uh, that are on our property. There, there's a lot to do. Uh, at the Birmingham Airport. Well, that's interesting, darling, because that was kind of my question. And I, again, I did a very poor job of asking it, but I'm so familiar with, you know, of course, the, 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 the main public airport side of the airport. But I know on the other side of the runway, there are a lot of operations. And so I didn't know whether your scope extended over there and even, you know, say into a, a cooperation or coordination with the 117th Air Refueling Ring. Like yeah. Southern skies, right. little, you know, right. there, yeah, there's yeah, a lot of the skies, aviation yeah. stuff right sure. there. Do y'all own all of that or, how, or do y'all work in conjunction? Junction with each other. How does that work? We we do. So so when when you speak of all, oh, we lease the land. That the when you think about where the where the airport actually sits, but we manage uh, directly all of that property. So yes, okay. we are responsible for managing the leases of those properties, the maintenance of the property, okay. yeah. um, aligning with what the um, FAA requires of us in terms of maintenance of, okay. of our uh, runways and taxiways and that sort of thing. That is all the responsibility of the Birmingham Airport wow. Authority. Wow. Boy, that's, that's, a, a, that's a big scope of yeah. operation. And, yeah. and your, your, uh, your day job, you're a CPA, is it that right? 
I, I'm an accountant, yes. Okay. So I, I work, uh, so we, we, my firm provides accounting management services. Uh, so I've been in this business for 18 years, yeah. but I've been in my profession now for 30. Yeah. Well, I, t- I tell you, that's, that's, uh, it's great to have that kind of background too when oh, you're dealing sure. with all this stuff. But, uh, it looks like, I mean, seriously, it looks like everything's going great out there. And, uh, it's exciting to hear what you just mentioned about maybe getting some of the new non stops. That would, oh, that would be sure. fabulous if we could add those here. We, we are working on that, but keep in mind that there's so much other, there's so many other things that we're doing that is certainly contributing directly to uh, the economic development of our magic city and oh, those sure. things that would directly impact the growth of, uh, of our yeah. state from a collective perspective, you know, centered around our international cargo business, our new FBO on the east side of the airfield we have that going on and then of course you all know that we are are building the new air cargo facility that is set to open in march of uh, 2024 oh yeah i I actually didn't know that that's exciting yeah yeah so that's a new international cargo business we have a partnership currently now with um a global logistics company uh, called kunanagel so it's the first uh, Tom Kunanago has even established an operation wow. at a secondary airport, which wow. is code for a smaller airport. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so <laughs> well, well, congrats. That's fantastic. I mean, yeah. that, that's really exciting. Yeah. yeah. Well, hey, Darlene, we're, yeah. about to, we're about to have to run. Is there anything you'd like to say uh, or get out there before we uh, let you go? I would say fly BHM. We are open <laughs> for business. We need our passengers and we need you all to support and use our airport and thank you all for coming through our airport and acknowledging all of the great um, upgrades and updates that we have done at our airport. We have great seats for you to sit in now, yeah. and you can charge your phone yeah. and have cup holders and all the things you need <laughs> right at your very own seat. Well, so it's, fly DHM. It's really nice, and uh, uh, thanks so much for coming on with us. Uh, had a blast talking to you. Yeah, thanks so much, Darlene. Same, and y'all have a great weekend. All right, yeah, take care. The same, absolutely. Okay. Yeah, that's, Bye-bye. that's Darlene Wilson, the board chair of the Birmingham Airport Authority, who very, very efficiently, I asked her, what is the scope of the authority? I don't know if you remember <laughs> that part of that interview, but, uh, but uh, really interesting stuff. And I, I didn't know that about the international, uh, uh, the, the international what is it called? I've already... Uh, the it, cargo? Yeah, cargo. Yeah. International car. Apparently, go. I can't speak. I wonder if I'm having some sort of a, a brain you, you issue. You got the onset? Yeah. Are, are my eyes, are they, have they crossed or anything? I, yeah. I feel okay, but I apparently can't speak. But that really is exciting about the international cargo uh, and, and neat to know that Birmingham right. is, as she said, the small city, for example, that that global carrier is working with. Man, we should have... Uh, I should have dropped the, the point of uh, the what they were doing in San Diego with the sky buckets yeah. to the airport. I yeah. would, if, Darlene, if you're listening, get us yeah. some sky buckets to the airport yeah, I'd like, like to sloss furnace or something yeah, yeah. yeah for sure uh, hey man congrats to uh birmingham uh crew that's the commercial real estate women uh they do a great job but that uh organization is about to turn 20 and they're throwing a big party on september 14th at the city club downtown so uh, all the real estate people bankers all that kind of stuff yeah. uh that's going on so support that september 14th hey i got to looking at uh, scoutology they had the top 10 brunches in alabama right because you know brunch is a good thing to do uh and i couldn't tell what date the uh, list was but the top three that they listed were kitchen on george in mobile which we need to try because they have bananas foster french toast and duck confit spring rolls i like a good confit the number two was southern kitchen and bar here in birmingham they have 
have a bourbon peach French toast. It sounds pretty outstanding. And then number three is the Hound in Auburn, Alabama, which you're going to be more and more familiar with, not yes. because you're a grad yourself, but because your son has just moved in. Yep. They have a redneck Benedict Ooh. with uh, sausage gravy and bourbon caramel French toast. Now, the next few listed have already closed, so clearly, clearly this was an older list. But it did make me look up what's the best brunches in Huntsville, and I'd like for the folks in Huntsville to register. Listen, we've got an Instagram site, and I have actually asked folks, tell me your vote on the best brunches in the state of Alabama, and I would invite you still to do that. But what I found was Bravo Italian Kitchen. They've got berries and cream French toast and a Buongiorno Piadina. And if nothing else, that's just kind of fun to say. Yeah. Uh, hey, I'm going to hit you with like a little insurance tidbit real quick. Uh, oh, yeah? I just think this is really interesting. Uh, about 33 million homes with a combined reconstruction value oh. of $11.6 trillion trillion. are at risk of hurricane force winds. So those are big numbers. 33 million homes with a combined reconstruction value of $11.6 trillion. Now, more than 4 million of those homes are in the New York City area yes. with the combined reconstruction value of $2.4 trillion. Yeah. Uh, Unfortunately, they haven't gotten hit any time recently. But, yeah, they are exposed, aren't they? Vulnerable. Yeah. Uh, they said other uh, areas with large concentrations are the, the Houston, Woodland, Sugarland, Texas area, Miami, Fort Lauderdale, Pompano Beach, or huge concerns to the uh for to sure. the insurance industry for sure well i mean you know the state of florida just about you, you almost can't yeah, get the insurance thing. anymore yeah, yeah everybody's yeah. backing out for sure yeah uh here's another one we mentioned howard hughes home uh elizabeth taylor's home oh. in uh palm springs we had <laughs> we didn't get to this last week it was it's not just good enough that it was uh elizabeth taylor's home it was uh remodeled by kathy ireland oh uh you know she's yeah. turned from like sports illustrate sports illustrated swimsuit model into like a business magnate worth huge money with what what all she does but yeah. uh uh for the, out in palm springs for uh, just a hair under five million dollars you can get that and it includes an andy warhol painting of Ooh. elizabeth taylor How oh about is that? that right yeah, yeah. So they throw that in there for the five million grief. you've got here that southern living did a list of the south's most beautiful college campuses yeah. and right at the top of the Man, list we dominated uh spring hill college came in number one yeah and uh university of alabama yeah number two yeah and uh, some of the others that they included in there duke wake forest virginia berry college over in rome georgia is really pretty yeah. uh sure. hendrix college I didn't know that one. Yeah, I can't I think that, that. Flagler down in uh, St. Augustine is yeah. gorgeous. Oh, for sure. Uh, and then another one I didn't know. Florida, Florida Southern. Southern and Lakeland, Florida. I got to yeah. look that up because I wasn't familiar. But Ole Miss made it. Georgetown, some other ones. I've seen. I, I've been to Wake Forest. You've been to UVA. I've been to Wake Forest. Forest. And man, that was a really, really neat looking campus. Uh, um, that, that was one of the favorites that I've ever seen. But yeah, that's fantastic. Spring Hill College. Uh, we, we just had a lot of fun with them on our show and a lot of fun with them even in our visit in Mobile. So congratulations to them yeah i don't think we mentioned this oh there went something uh they wanted an intro to this story there's some Uh, drums the florida department of transportation i don't think i mentioned this earlier is studying the possibility of running a toll road from us 98 panama city back up to i-10 that would be fascinating and uh apparently that's kind of on track they've uh picked a route if they can get all the okays but it'd be operational by 2035 if all goes well but it may be later but that'd be well, uh, you, you more can, access is better. I guess so. Yeah, because I'm thinking, I mean, obviously you cross over 10 to get to Panama City anyway, but I guess this is just another another way to do it uh, where theoretically it's less uh, less crowded, le- there's less traffic on it. I don't know. That's, that's interesting. We'll have to see how that goes. Yeah, another uh, work anniversary uh, that I think is a greater business anniversary, Saint, uh, Shane Spiller and the folks at Spiller Furniture yeah. and Mattress in Tuscaloosa, they're celebrating 75 years in business. 
Isn't that, I mean, literally 70 75 years, years, 70 years for the shoe, 75 years in that, in that business, both of them out of Tuscaloosa. Yeah. I mean, apparently that's the magic, right? Go to Tuscaloosa and you'll be seven decades worth of uh, enterprise. Yeah. Well, Hey, uh, man, everybody, thank you so much for listening to us. Another week of Truett news radio. Yeah, that's a fact. Who are you? I'm Tony Truett, Truett insurance and bonding. We'd love to work with you home auto business and bond. I'm Brock Murphy with Brock G Murphy law firm. Love to help you out if you're a small business. And Hey, did you know, Hey, did you know Herbert Hoover kept a pet alligator at the white house? I didn't know that. Did you know a couple sued McDonald's for $5 million for having only a quarter pounder with cheese on the menu? The case was dismissed with the ruling that it and that without cheese are separate and distinct products and could be purchased separately. Hey, did you know I can't say the word manhole without kind of laughing? <laughs> I tell her. Did you know a New York woman sued KFC because she was outraged that the fill-up chicken bucket was not filled to overflowing like in the commercials? That case was dismissed, too. All right. Well, everybody have a great week. Yeah, give us a shout. Look at it. Look us up on uh, Instagram, Facebook. Uh, download us on Spotify. And Alabama will share.